Hey, ClickThis fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join ClickThis TV. With two levels to choose from, ClickThis TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to ClickThisTV.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. I'm at that age where I make noise now, Kev. Mm. I always do. Mm. Fucking. Somebody said to me the other day, I guess I was like shifting papers around and just, I wasn't lifting anything. I wasn't leaving my seat, but someone's like, are you okay? Like what? They're like, you're, you're kind of grunting and breathing heavy. And I said, I feel I sound like Wi-Fi, maybe. <laughs> oh. Were you a Tommy Rich fan? Everyone was a Tommy Rich fan, right, for Christ's sake? I, I, I didn't know him until I got in the business. We didn't, we didn't get that. We didn't get... You, uh, didn't, get, you didn't get Georgia or the uh, or Mid-Atlantic? No, we didn't get none of that. We didn't, we didn't get any of that like kind of cool bootleg outlaw shit up in Detroit. Just had the Sheik, Pompero Furpo. Little Bobo. A, little bo- a lot of Bobo up there. A lot of Bobo. But uh, Tommy Wildfire Rich, I had a, a favorite story of mine I was just told uh, I got to write in Todd Gordon's forthcoming book, Todd is God, available July 25th. I looked at the media tour. They're booking for us, the book company. They sent an email today like, Premier Radio wants you to do a national tour, a radio tour for this. Probably not me. They probably just want Todd. But. So I was like, shit, let's look it up. Hannity, um, Nancy Grace. Uh, oh my God! So we'll see how that all goes. Um, but what anyway, th- those are people that are going to be on the tour. Those are stations owned by those oh. are shows on stations owned by Premier. I just didn't know what Premier Radio owned, so look I don't. Up. I don't know what the, I didn't know. I do what the fuck you were talking. About. Yeah, most people don't, and that's why they want me to shut up. But. So Tommy Rich pulled. They pull into some city. I don't fucking do Baltimore, or Chicago, or something. And Tommy comes up to Todd. He's like, "Why? What match am I on?" He's like, "He's like, you're six. He's like, "What's out there now?" He said, four. He's like, "I gotta go get something. Hang on, I'll be back." He's like, "No, no, Tommy, can you go later?" So apparently they had driven through the rough side of town coming in, and he was making mental notes where he might be able to go get some extracurriculars. So he leaves. Uh, Todd goes to Paul and says, uh, listen, they're planning something big uh, for, for match six. Uh, push it. Push it up. Uh, push it back and, and move some other matches up. So they do. Tommy Rich comes back in time for his match from the snow with nothing on his feet. 
Never explained. I'm ready. And he went out. Never explained where the boots went, where the socks went. Barefoot, wet up to his knees. Uh, jeans wet up to his knees in the snow. Went to the hood, got his gimmicks, and I guess lost its boots somewhere in the transaction. Probably a trade. A little, a little bit, right? A little bargain. How much for the whole bag? Yeah. How was your week? Everything all right? Well, my Lakers got knocked out. got swept last night, so. Correct. I fucking sucked. Who do you, do you, is there like a, a second in your heart that you root for when that happens, or is it just oh, yeah. watching for entertainment? I, mean, I, I, I would, at this point, would definitely pull for Miami, but I think that the uh, ABC is probably not ecstatic over Miami-Denver. For, for, yeah, for the ratings, for, it's almost as bad as Biden. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. If, if anybody's wondering how fucking, how Biden's doing, but that mother, I tell you what, man, our numbers last week on our fucking, uh, on our YouTube, just to put the, put, put his fucking face on your shit and you're fucked. You're done. God, that was fucking brutal. What feedback from last week's uh, show, Stack Mills says, I like how Nash and Sean toss a little politics into the mix. I enjoy hearing different insights. They do just the right amount. I feel like this podcast is just like a real conversation two people share. More realistic than a wrestling podcast format. I couldn't agree more, Stack Mills. We just don't watch a ton of wrestling because it's, I'm not saying anything against the product. It's just there's a lot of good fucking shit on television, and sometimes wrestling's not it. I mean, our 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 format was always, you know, belly up to the bar, a couple of guys talking. Join us. We'll buy right. you a shot. That's the vibe. And what do people talk about when they hang out? They talk about what they saw on the fucking news that day. They talk about right. the game last night. Right. Yeah, if something significant happened in the ring or behind the scenes in WWE, AEW, they might bring that up too if they're fans. You got to go around the horn. Yeah, that I actually, I, I, I watched Raw this week. And um, I watched I watched Raw and I watched last week's Dynamite. In preparation for Collision? Well, what's what? Uh, yeah, that's. I'd like to know what the fuck. Could. So, Tony, I looked, I tried to get to see how it's different. It's just more space for storylines. I'm going to ask you about that later. I have a lot to ask you about. It's well, yeah. To me, it's just like, I guess TBS TNT didn't learn their lesson with Thunder. That's what I'm going to ask you about. Thunder, and th- and then on the other side, you had Raw Heat. Smackdown, laborious I, to cover that many hours of programming I, with yeah, wrestling. And it's just like, I mean, Saturday night? 
I don't know wrestling-wise, I don't purport to know wrestling-wise how a weekend would draw. Because all the pay-per-views are on Sundays, so. But for how television, about, for regular the, television, Friday the, or Saturday is the death night. What is the uh, the next pay-per-view? The Night of Champions? I know, Steve. Bring it up. What just passed? For what was w, the last? No, no, this is the one from Saudi Arabia. It's on Saturday. At 1, it's like one thirty start time. Night of Champions. Night of Champions. So I, they're they're talking about this Night of Champions, and I'm watching Raw, and I have no reference to that they're in Saudi Arabia. So I'm going. What, what, what noon wasn't available? Eleven <laughs> fifteen. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I realized, oh. So I, I Google while I'm watching the show. I Google it, and they're like, oh, it's from fucking Saudi Arabia. Right. And I was just like, I thought I thought Sami Zayn wasn't going to be going there. You know, I guess with, I mean, everybody watches shit back on the streamers now, right? I mean, watching live is not as important to people, I don't think. They catch it later or... You know, it's up on Peacock, especially even regular you, tele- television. Especially if you hear, like, somebody that's a mediocre fan calls you and says, hey, did you fucking see, um, you know, so-and-so match? And you're like, no, I didn't. Why? Was it worth it? And he says, yeah, you got to watch it. So... And that, then you just go grab that match. Put that graphic back up because this this is this is a, was a, was a strange epiphany. Uh, not that one. The one with the the championship championship match. This is a uh, an ad for Seth and uh, Night of Champions. A- Seth Rollins and AJ. Okay, so d- during the sh- the, the uh, Raw. They sit down with uh, Corey. sits down with uh, with Seth, and they have a uh, a one on one discussion. That, of course, they give you half of it and then say we'll f- come back later with the other half. Mm-hmm. Seth has got on like a Liberace blue kind of looks like a, almost like a tuxedo shirt on with the ruffles. But he's like they're trying to make it feel shooty. You can go ahead and get rid of the graphics now because I'm enjoying their hair. There's a lot of hair on that fucking screen. Yeah. So and they're trying to make it feel a little real. And so Graves asks him, you know, how he feels about Roman, and he says, you know, that he'll always, you know, there'll always be a place in his heart for Roman because Roman was always there for him. But he doesn't like the man he's turned out to. And, you know, he's um, he's become very selfish. And there's just not enough opportunities for other people to, to, to you know, to get world, sh- world title shots. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, why don't somebody beat him? Like, maybe if you guys beat him, he wouldn't have all the fucking belts. Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll make another belt. 
I was yeah. Don't you remember when Tyson had the title for a long time, the WBC, WBA, and he had the unified title? Didn't they just invent more belts, or was it like who the fuck's gonna knock out Tyson? Get him, get, get him good and fucked up in Tokyo, and see if Buster Douglas can't do it. You could even get a fucking bet on Tyson. No one would get it. I would fucking pop if they sent fucking Buster Douglas and a money in the bank run in the ring given the suitcase by somebody and he gets the fucking win over uh over uh, roman that would be hot i like you know that. the captain america movie they're making now is called new world order Why and, it's got, and seth rollins is in it so it's definitely a ref- wrestling reference uh, well, coincidence as long as i get i guess i need to talk to marvel and get my percentage <coughs> Keep an eye on that logo. If it looks like spray paint, I think money is due. One thing that was very was was I thought that was uh, it was impressive was the fact that Fast and Furious is the number one movie and Cena's in it, and then Garden Guardians of the Galaxy was the number two movie and Batista's in it, and the only reason it's number two is because it's been out for fucking you know month and a half or whatever. That was good to see, you know, like two of their two stars from the WWE that no longer have anything to do with the company were in those two movies. But yeah, John still does. John still okay, does. Okay, so the, I think they're safe. The logo is. Yeah. Um, SLF610 says True Romance is a banger. Kev, if you haven't seen the Tarantino cut of it, I highly recommend it. Tony Scott took his script and cut it in chronological order, but this edit puts them in that familiar Pulp Fiction style, time hopping, and it changes the entire dynamics of the story. Check it out. So is this this version is streaming, I guess? A true Romance, the Tarantino cut? I don't know. I can give it another try. Give it another chance. Not a film school snob anymore, so... I guess I can give. I just, I just thought that that you know, I thought that was a a, a well done movie. Great cast. I love the 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 walk in Dennis Hopper, uh, sit down. You know that that scene. Was it? I'm getting this mixed up with. This is the one when he fucking he's he's talking about the Moors. Okay, is is walking in that scene? Yeah, walking shoots him in the fucking head. Yes. Okay. So I am thinking of the right one. Yeah. And he called his head a cantaloupe, didn't he? I remember that that was an ad lib. Uh, I don't know if it stayed in the final cut, but all right. So I do remember the scene. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty 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 Next. epic scene. See, oh my God, you just you shaved twenty five years off your life by using the term. Next pro says. Nash has money because he's smart with it. People who don't have a lot of money and then suddenly come up on a lot of money will end up broke again. It's because the majority of broke people who now come up with a lot of money have always been really bad with money, which is why they've never why they've never been expect never expected able to save just a little bit. You gotta save more than a little bit. You do. Yeah, you do have to say, but 
You got to live like a pauper. You got to live. I well, mean, you, you yeah, yeah, but it, to me, it's just like you know, there was a guy that made a comment that you know, I was so out of touch because I've been making money. Okay, number one, I broke into this I, when I broke into the business thirty, you know, thirty plus years ago. I was making more at a strip club than I did when I fucking got in the ring the first time. So don't tell me I was making fucking money. I wasn't fucking making money. When and did that, things change for you? Was it the title run? The money was kind of shitty then. It was too. Shitty then. By the time, fuck, man. And you're talking about the only thing that the WWE picked up was your your airfare. You picked up all rental cars, all hotels, gas, food. That was all on you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck, man. It, 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 yeah. Living the high life, you, you've 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 lost your fucking edge because for fifteen of those years you were doing rock paper scissors to see who was sleeping on the rollaway. Yeah, what a glamorous fucking life that was. I felt like I was on the Warner Brothers studio lot, my fucking little two bedroom starter with a fucking starlet as my wife. Get the fuck out of here. So WCW is where you start making the money. And how old yeah. are you? Yeah. Fuck, I'm 34. Right. So think of any other industry, banking or something. When you get out of school, you're 22. You work for a company for 12, 13, 14 years. You could be expected to make some good coin. You climb the corporate. This was the equivalent of climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah, but nobody was swinging chairs at you at the bank or, making you, or, or fucking putting you on the road 300 days or fucking... No. Yeah, absolutely not. But I'm saying that that it was it's paying dues. It's a it's a, a of course it's it's graduated. Pay, system. It's, it's paying dues and fucking giving, not just mentally because the mental the mental aspect of going out every night and having to perform is one thing. It's just the, it's the physical beating that your body takes from being cramped in coach seats to. Mm-hmm. You know, th- you know, four guys in a Taurus. Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've absolutely lost. The only, the, the only thing that that probably I, I, I'm probably more in tune with what seventy thousand dollars is a year because I never want to go back to that. Yeah, you know, when when you grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth, that's one thing. But when you grow up with a fucking spoon of shit in your mouth, every once in a while you make sure that you take a fucking good fucking heaping of shit and drop that fucker in your mouth so you don't forget the taste. Because I'll tell you right now, man, I never I, I never one day wake up and just think everything's copacetic. I've got plenty. What I have is fuck you money. That's what I have. I have enough fucking money where somebody calls me up and they tell me, you have to do this. I can say, no, I don't. Fuck you. Right. That's all I have. I don't have, I don't have any kind of money that I, I couldn't put anybody in office unless I was at the fucking, you know, up in the Texas Tower with a fucking high-powered rifle maybe, but. You know, I, I I don't have any. I have nothing to. I don't don't have the ability. I don't have the money to influence. 
it's like, I don't have that kind of money. I got enough money to live comfortably the rest of my life and and tell people to go. I don't have to ever work again. And I shouldn't have to. I'm fucking 60 fucking four years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I should be getting 30. I could be getting my big $3,400 a, a month Social Security right now. Very good. All right, our next partner is a product I've used literally every day since I started this show with my friend Kevin. A little AG1 is what I'm talking about because I, I initially went. I had, was trying to take care of my stomach. I gave up red meat, limiting my diet, still doing okay on that, but I needed my supplements. Um, you could spend a fortune buying 700 things in pill form and popping them in the morning. Then I saw that by taking AG1, I was getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and I was starting my day right. I hear everybody talking about this now. AG1 has grown. I see them on television all over the place. I feel like we were part of that movement, and we got people excited about athletic greens. What do you do, folks? It's a pack in a cup of water. And it tastes good. This is huge for me. It's very important. If I'm going to take any kind of supplement, if I'm going to drink it, I have to like the taste. And you can mix it with anything, but I think just putting it in a glass of water has a, a faint, a vague tropical taste that I enjoy. Actually tastes good. I want to see what the hype was about. If you want to see what the hype is about, I want you to go and cash in on the deal that we have set up for you here at the show. Okay? It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements anymore. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. That's what you're seeing now if you're watching it, a travel pack. Um, And uh, you just have to use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q. So just go to athleticgreens.com slash click. That's athleticgreens.com slash click. Take ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It takes two minutes in the morning, one scoop in the water, and you're rocking and rolling. I do that first before I have anything else to eat or drink. So thank you, Athletic Greens. AG1 is what you guys want to grab. Go to athleticgreens.com slash click. K-L-I-Q's. All right, fans. Ta- Tamara Tamar started uh, AG1. Did she? Yeah. She digging it? Yeah. She actually took it on her cruise with her. The five travel packs. She took the whole container. Oh, she took the, the big tin? Okay. Yeah. Um, at uh, Steve Sell. I can't even believe he said John Waters from Pink Floyd. I think you meant Roger Waters there, Sean. I didn't even realize I did that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He said John Waters. God, you know what? I had Pink Flamingos on my mind. I had Divine on my mind. Dude, you, you got to fucking, you've got to stop, man. You can't make mistakes in life. No. Was a, well, that was a kind correction, at least. You know, could have called me a fucking moron. Didn't and say, I might have deserved it. Didn't he say, I can't believe? He said, I can't even believe you said John Waters from Pink I can't, Floyd. How can you not believe it? You fu- <laughs> you fucking heard it with your own goddamn ears. How can you not believe it? No, it's not fucking. That wasn't kind. That was a little. That's that little fucking 
you giving you the fucking two inch blade because you you weren't smart enough to know how to make a shiv three days into fucking being in the joint. <laughs> Fuck you! It's still a shiv. He tried to shiv you. I got shanked. You got fucking. You got, I got shanked in the yard. He sh- he shanked you over the fucking waters comment because he couldn't believe you didn't have a fucking phone book fucking taped around your midsection three days t- in the joint. I'm just glad I, I I didn't say Lou Graham instead of Superstar Graham. Uh, Sean's DR says it's a mental health crisis problem, not a gun problem. Sane, happy people don't kill other people. Well, we've we've never denied that we've got a huge problem with the mental health care system in the country. And yeah, if you want to connect it to guns, absolutely. L- look at all. Look at all the. I don't want to go down this fucking rabbit hole. Okay, but look here's at all what? the legislation that gets proposed. What's to do with mental health? Selling guns to people with history of mental health issues. Go ahead. And where's the first thing they want to cut when they go into uh, the school systems? Is they want to cut any kind of special needs uh, programs? You know, anybody that needs special anything. You know, a fucking a, a shoulder to cry on. Cut it. Meal. You know, it's like all these people that, you know, it, there's too many people getting entitlements. Because everybody knows that when it comes down to it, the impoverished people of Detroit, Michigan, want to live in the hood, want to raise their kids in the hood. And man, that, that fucking welfare check is just so sweet. Massive. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, let's just throw the kids in the fucking bins and go shopping. Um, it's funny that the entitlements that are criticized are always entitlements to the poor. There are plenty of people with money that collect a ton of fucking entitlements. How about fucking Amazon? How about Amazon? How about Amazon as a corporation Tax, not yeah. fucking paying a dime in taxes? How about the fucking churches? They don't call those entitlements. That's how you get away with it. But it's the same shit. I'm just saying, though. Absolutely. Fuck, man. I agree with you. I agree. Fucking Roman Catholic fucking that Vatican has their own city because they ain't been paying taxes ever. Ever. Everybody's giving Trump a hard time because fucking he paid 500 bucks one year, zero one year, a a million one year. Fuck, he's still paying more than the fucking church. And he doesn't move pedophiles around the country to different parishes so they don't no. get discovered. No. So. Ben Crow says, go try and start a militia. See how it goes. The argument is null when they would label you a terrorist regardless. The truth is we barely hanging on to our rights and future generations won't even know they had what they had that they never had to begin with. The Second Amendment is to defend you against your government. Sorry if that hurts to hear. What rights don't you have, Ben? I feel like we have more fucking rights now than ever. You, you can start a business. You can go on YouTube and talk politics. You can say you hate a politician and not get shot. You can marry who you want, Ben Crow. If you want to marry Joe Crow, you have the right in many states, civilized areas, to marry Joe Crow. Uh, you want to change your gender, Ben? Um, become Beatrice Crow? 
You have those rights. You have more rights now than ever. People complain about rights and freedom. You got a lot of fucking freedom now. Ben Crow, go marry Joe Crow. Exercise your freedoms. You know, I've always, I've always said, and you know, I, I thought I should maybe put put the, put it down on paper and maybe put some music behind it. But freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. I mean, sing it, Jack. N- number one, okay. Are we going to go into our? Are we, we going to go into our fucking? Well, he mentioned militia. Okay, we got to go into it. We got to go into Danny. Oh, Danny boy, Mister Shea, Danny, Danny. So, how many of you? How many of you uh, valedictorians out there know who the fuck Daniel Shea is, and know anything about Shea's revolution? Shea's rebellion. Rebellion. Well, I call it. Well, I must confess, I uh, confess my ignorance. I did not until we talked about this week's episode. So I'm part of the the ignorant masses. No longer, but I was. So we we you know, and what we've done lately is we've been talking about this whole Second Amendment and how it goes into the militias. And so on and so forth. And that, you know, it's so the first thing is, do you want to cover you? You're the you're the you're the professors. You cover <laughs> the professor. Yeah. Well, uh, Shay's Rebellion, if, if anyone and, and I encourage everyone take five minutes. Google, yes, look it up. Please. Um, th- there is there is nothing concrete written. Th- there's some opinion, but nothing concrete to say this was a launch pad for the Second Amendment. It preceded the Second Amendment by four years, though, but one would have to think that this, uh, this it, it did, by the way, uh, uh, br- was a catalyst for the uh, Constitutional Convention, which, anyway. So what is Shea's Rebellion? Um, as a response to overtaxing or perceived overtaxing by the state government, this is in Massachusetts, um, there was a rising in uh, Worcester, I believe. Worcester? No, Springfield. Was it Springfield? It, was it, most of it happened around Springfield, yeah. Okay. So uh, Western Massachusetts somewhere, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, Worcester, Worcester was, is, was, uh, was there, but, but mostly around the Springfield okay, area. Right. Springfield, I see. Very good. Yeah. So uh, they were calling it a debt crisis, okay? And it, it was an overtaxation of individuals and businesses by the state so you've got about i think the number was around four thousand right people organ organized regulated well regulated um warren g actually sang a song about him who took arms um and it led to what is known as the shays rebellion shays uh, the shay sites is what the uh, i think little militia was called not very little by the way four thousand but um but it's attributed to Daniel Shea as as kind of the the one who spearheaded. And there's they, some controversy to whether he how involved he was. But even they broke they broke prison they broke uh, prisoners out of debtors' prisons. They um, they stopped the uh, the Supreme Court in Massachusetts from operating, and then uh, basically some barons. 
uh, some wealthy barons decided that they would go ahead and put together a actual functioning military militia, and they had a little little uh, little gunfight ski. And uh, needless to say, that was the end of the. Uh, as, as they call, but the thing is, is they make reference to this as an insurrection, Shays uh, mm-hmm. insurrection. And in, that's when they passed, um, later on would pass the whatever that, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, the the anti insurrectionists. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which would have, you know, followed all the way to uh, January the 6th. So you have. The so, Insurrection Act, 1807. Okay. Thank you. So what you have is now they, they've decided they didn't have the funding. The United States of America didn't have the funding. And you also have to realize that Massachusetts went all the way up to Maine because it was still, a, they had not split those states because it was a very large territory. So they um, decided that they would put together a, um, through the state governors, they would put together armed, trained militias. Right. The, the, the actual government could not stop the rebellion. They had no so, money. They had no exactly. money and, and, and had no... Couldn't no. fund troops. So they needed an avenue. The government needed an avenue to organize a well-regulated militia to fight the militia. So this is basically... Um, Hired guns, fighting, um, pe- people of the street, the the common folk. So the government was almost. I mean, they, they were behind the uh, the um, the militia. I forget what the name they called it. It was it was privately funded, right? The uh, the uh, yeah, it the was Ma- Massachusetts State Militia. I think yes. it was called yes. So um, so here you've got a perfect example of what could have happened to you in 1789, 1787, I think, 1787, yeah. um, where you might have been called upon to get your musket and go out and defend your state in a it, well-regulated militia. And a lot of people don't realize that, like, the militia that fought at Concord against the British, that they were told what kind of weaponry to buy. I mean, that's what, what, where this all started with. That, that, and that was during the Revolutionary War. And as, these, you know, the, as we beat the British and pushed them out, then these fractions, these fractional militias started to take place. And, of course... Shea was was, was uh, smart enough or devious enough or whatever the fuck you want to call it to decide that he was going to, you know, with arms, t- you know, be an insurrectionist and do what he wanted to do because, you know, it, it wasn't just um, – it was a, there was a ton of political corruption. There was cronyism. It almost sounds like Washington today. But anyway um, – not to go on a tangent, they they got beat. 
And as we both, as, as, as Sean and I both stated, they made this now part of the state's uh, jurisdiction to govern itself, thus making the Second Amendment exactly what it is. It's a trained militia that takes care of these situations. It doesn't mean you can fucking, it's concealed carry at your target. That's not what this, this that's not what this, the Second Amendment, it's bullshit what everybody else has put into this. Because now are you going to tell me that there's some, I don't give a fuck how many are, are out there. I don't give a fuck if you take times 10 what hit the Capitol. Three Apaches, two Cobras, and a fucking A-10. Done. 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 Nobody's taking on the fucking government. You're okay? not going to beat the government. And, you know, you guys, you, you fucking people <clears throat> sit there and say, yeah, man, but there's a lot of guys inside, boy, that they, they, they won't, they'll turn, they'll put, you know what, man? That chain of command's pretty goddamn strong in the military. I've been in there. And there's something about putting that flag on your on your shoulder that makes shit all the difference in the world. And I, I'm sorry, man, but we, we hold our ground on the Second Amendment being bogus the way it stands right now. Because what we've done is we've taken something that had meaning, purpose, and we've, as years go by, we just let it be dragged around and, and, and turned and molded any way we want to, just like Big Pharma, just like anybody else. That if you've got money, you can, it, you can control, and that's all it is. The NRA has it, it gotten, and it doesn't even need, to, doesn't even need to, 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 to play the fucking, I mean, the NRA, for the first time at the NRA convention, there were no weapons allowed in the convention. What does that tell you? Mm. I didn't realize there were weapons allowed before that. Oh, interesting. But the, the, in closing, the thing to ponder for everybody out there, whatever side of the politics you're on, you have two... You, you have the point of view of Daniel Shays and the people who felt they were being taken advantage of by their state government that organized and formed the militia. You've got the state government that didn't have funding to put this down that had to form and train a militia. Both sides of this conflict had to employ this. So it only makes sense that they would have had to legally clear through an amendment the ability for the government to do this again everyone always leans on that well if we have to fight our government it was the government that had to form the state government to put the yo-yos down in the street know, they might have had a gripe they might have had a legitimate gripe but they had four thousand troops and nobody else had four thousand troops at the time right and by the time they weathered down to about 1,200 and they showed up with 4,000, I want to think that the battle happened at the Springfield Armory. It did. That was the Actually, end of it. Yeah. That was the end of it. 
a little history for, for our friends. Yeah, at, and it's at it, six a.m. here on Monday. And the thing is, it's just like I'm not saying you don't have a right to have a a, a handgun, but you don't have. I, I just I'm having a problem with the amount of, you know, when when the number one killer of our of our childrens is is fucking bullets gunfire yeah it's 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 so fucked up man it's just like it, it's just not right and you can't tell me it is right you know you can't tell me it is man i agree someday we're going to disagree on something that's going to get interesting we're too we did we're too politically aligned we did we, we argued we argued before we started it wasn't really an, it wasn't really a, an argument. Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with SaveWithConrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But um, I... I want to move to uh, some some news this week uh, from the Squared Circle. Oh. Involves CM Punk yet again. <laughs> well. And uh, all right. Me, now, I. Let me put uh, my let me put my waiters on. All right. Well, here's all right. Maybe we'll get some here. <laughs> I talked to Kev about um, what I was reading about the, uh, if anyone doesn't know, AEW is adding a show to their slate of programming on Saturday night at 8 o'clock called Collision. Okay, and it's apparently going to be <coughs> just additional wrestling content. It's not going to be anything outside of the uh, traditional wrestling television format. CM Punk, slated to appear. Uh, Chicago, right? United Center. Um, and then I read as everyone else did, that um, due to the uh, Ace Steel um, hiring and not hiring, um, Punk indicated that he wouldn't be showing up. Um, so I believe he was pulled from advertising and the... I don't think there's a commitment, but I heard it proposed that Jacksonville, where Tony Khan, of course, has business, would be... Where they own the venue. They own the venue, right. Would be the new location. I just want to know exactly the parameters of CM Punk's contract. Is it a... Is it a does he have a 15-minute fucking clause in it? Um, like what, what kind of a contract is this? It's, it's like nobody would sign a contract that now I know he was playing the injured card, but he had to have gotten cleared to some degree in order to, to headline a January 1st show. Cause you can't have somebody that's not medically cleared in the ring. So... That tells me that January the 1st, he's cleared. And if he doesn't participate, then he'll be fired. So I brought up to you. I yes. said, well, maybe there's maybe there's no contract. Maybe it's like an at-will kind of. And you wisely said, would you hang a fucking entire 
uh, program debut on someone who didn't even have a contract to show up. Unless it was the ultimate warrior. Because <laughs> he's never known to hold up anybody. So. No. But, all right, point well taken. So uh, can we deduce that there is a contract? There has and to be. And that this is all just more media manipulation. Well, we're talking about it, and it's Jan- I know, and it's January. It's I mean, it's June first, so like this is how you keep something. You you start the fire. You put the kindling out. They've got the fire going. Now they just have to throw a dura log on it until fucking Jan or June the first, and uh, I have complete and utter respect. If this is a work. Or work, just something to garner publicity. I totally respect that. We should be left guessing. Isn't that what pro wrestling was? Isn't that how it was different than the NFL and everything else? We were left guessing. We didn't know if it was real. And that disappeared for a really long time. Things got interesting in the 90s when there was a little backstage intrigue and these click guys were running around. But we, it's good to be guessing again. Yeah, but it, do you want to be... Do you want to be sitting there on Saturday night and the team has to put the do not plays or questionables or whatever, and they just say, we don't have anything to tell you? No, man. It's just that ain't the way shit goes. Especially with them. They they are now uh, in bed solidly with DraftKings. Like DraftKings is one of their like they're doing like twenty five thousand dollar like prize things with DraftKings. So all of a sudden, if, th- if this kind of shit is what you're gonna give me, and you think I'm gonna play any kind of DraftKings around this bogus bullshit, you got to be fucking high. You got to be higher. You got to be higher than me. That's barely possible. Um, so Punk has a contract, apparently, if 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 what AEW said is correct and they plan to serve him with breach this week. Uh, the quote from the company is AEW sent a legal notice to Punk yesterday that he either has to comply or they're going to file suit against him. That's what uh, Raj Geary said um, during a... Uh, and I have, I mean, this is, I, I'm, I'm not like saying I'm F. Lee Bailey or anything, but I got a fucking, I got an idea that the cons have more cash than punk. And I, th- I think that if it, come, if it comes down to who's going to bleed who out in this, you know. He'll be able to, uh, to go the distance, yes. But there was a, I saw like a, a meme or a skit or something where it was the, it was the Bucks and they, and they were doing something and then they, they were like, fuck, like they weren't going to work with punk. And then Punk came in and cut the promo saying, well, I, you know, did you see that? Yeah, um, you told me about it, and then I just I looked it up and read about it. But Yeah, so, I mean, it, so to me, that, that's, that's cross-promotion between Dynamite and Concussion, Collision, whatever collision. the fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. Yeah, Feel, it, feels like a concussion to me. 
if it uh it feels like a concussion to the point where it, it my fucking head head hurts so bad i i, I don't want to fucking watch television We're going to know when they have to announce where this show is going to be from, whether it's Chicago or Jacksonville. I don't know how much longer you can hold on before you have to put tickets on sale at one venue and refund everybody else. But we'll see if they're headed to Florida. That'll be the. And if they're going to Florida, we should let them know. There's a travel advisory. Uh, yes. Issued by the NAACP. Not and, to Saudi Arabia, not and, to Afghanistan, and and the Latin and the Latino, uh, the Latino also organization. I, I okay, organization didn't know that. Also, has has put a, a travel warning against uh, anybody of color traveling to uh, the entire state of Florida. Entire state of Florida, because it is not safe for uh, for minorities. Exactly. So the quote is that the state is openly hostile towards African-Americans. Um, alerts from groups, yes, representing black and Latino Americans uh, come as the state's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, is expected has, to enter 2024. Has Florida ever had any, like, did they have slavery in Florida? Because with this critical race theory stuff, I, well, I they do now. I I can't I can't find any any information where that you know that uh, that's another thing about this this uh, the Second Amendment was it was also passed to make sure that the slave owners had the right to. Uh, Bear arms. To take arms against an insurrection from and, the slaves. From the slaves and, and, and any kind of slave revolt uh, would be would be gunned down. So his quote on uh, DeSantis's quote on critical race theory, this is what I was referring to before, was that he said the concept would teach children, quote, that the country's rotten and our institutions are illegitimate. Kind of standing on stolen land. As you say that. Well, so you're not going to teach the. That's like telling your kid. I'll never forget when I, 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 you know, I really pushed the whole, uh, yeah, there's a Santa. And like, he, he just couldn't believe that his dad would lie to him. So he went with it. And when he found out that there, it was all bullshit. And he knew for like nine months, and I kept like I just lied to us. Like I, 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 it took a long time for me to win his trust back because that kids aren't fucking stupid. So, <clears throat> could you imagine if you're in Munich right now and you're ten years old, and they just don't cover the Holocaust? Just you know what? It, it just makes everybody in Germany feel bad. We don't want everyone to think that the country's rotten, right? I mean, and, and I, I mean, sure, they 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 killed six million Jews, but you know that isn't it more important not to not to pass that forward, just so little little Hans can feel better about fucking going home and carving a, a wooden duck. I don't know. Uh that wooden duck would be as hard as your cock if you popped a little boom. You know, Blue Chew, welcome Blue Chew to yet another week 
our friends, maybe our oldest, most reliable sponsor. There's gonna, they'll be reliable for you too if you use their service. What are they? I'll tell you what they are. They're a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. You simply pop one, chew it. You could be sitting at dinner. Things look like they're going the right way. Slip one of them mints in your mouth, and uh, you'll be rocking and rolling real soon. It's just all about the confidence to overperform when the time arises. Uh, the process is very simple. Just go to BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive a prescription within days. Best part, all online. No vis visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Juice tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. And uh, Blue Chew wants you to have better sex. It's just about that, folks. And the Blue Chew service will deliver. And I want you to try it for free. Did I say free? Of course I said free. You're just going to use the promo code NASH. N-A-S-H, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping so they can get it to your door. That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH, to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the stiff one of the week. This might be my favorite one ever, not just because I'm in it. But um, this is uh, this is Sheiky Baby. Okay, We always love a little chic. The chic gets stiff. I don't know if you ever saw this. But the camera catches a wild erection in his pants as he's about to give the camel clutch to Hulk Hogan. Talk about a man who takes his craft seriously and gets excited about his finisher. Let's take a look at Sheiky here. Please don't tell me it looks like the end of his boot. Also, no, it goes straight out. <laughs> okay. Pinocchio's this video, nose. You'll Pinocchio's see this, Kaz. I don't know if you remember this. But it looks like... Okay. It's very loud. <laughs> if you look, look at that. What happens right there? It looks like you get excited for a minute exactly. to, to break his back. Watch. We zoomed in on it for you. Look at that. Oh, That's yeah. like a, it's like the Loch Ness Monster of Iran. Yeah, I can't believe it's it. incredible. Unbelievable. And we'll just keep playing it. There it is again. Wow, look, look at that. It, look at it. I never saw that eyes, but once we camera when he, he did that, I get hard. I can't believe it. Cameraman zoom. Yeah, that's very unusual to assume myself that be that long and ten inch and be like a master in the ring. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that that just shows you're very serious about the wrestling. You're very excited because you're. Uh, you I know. get hard. I can't believe it. Uh, Sean Mooney. <laughs> whoever. Sean, Sean Mooney doesn't even matter. Uh, Jeff called me Sean Mooney. Do you ever see that clip? But this, this all—it's it, almost like the the missing piece of the puzzle to why fucking Hogan has had all the back problems he has. Because exactly. fucking he got humbled, he got his back broken, and he got humbled by the fucking Sheik. Ten I'll, inch. I'll be goddamned. <laughs> That's it, I, man. I can't believe it. I can't, he called it a high spot. He goes, yeah. it's amazing to see that high spot. Oh, oh, the, 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 the cameraman. The, it's, it's, like the, it's like the cameraman caused it. It was like, Tremendous. The, like lighting or something. You know? Oh, the, ca the cameraman. Those of you listening, please make sure you catch this on YouTube so you can uh, see the 
wild erection um, in Kaz's pants. All right, it is time for Dear Sexy, everyone's favorite segment. <coughs> these, are, uh, these are real Dear Abby letters from the archives uh, that I've pulled and said, what if Kevin Nash was asked for advice uh, from the public? Um, would they be helped uh, as, uh, as uh, efficiently as uh, Abby? Dear Sexy, I work with my husband in retail merchandising. A woman on our team is a few years younger than I am and has been very touchy-feely with my husband. She whispers in his ear and stands very close to him. My husband says that that may be just the way she is. I told him he is wrong because she does not do it when her boyfriend's around and she doesn't do it to anyone else. How should I handle this upset in Florida? Well, first off, is he got, is he got the, the hard-on direction, baby? I, I, don't, I, I can't believe it. Um, no, I mean, it's a woman that has a sense that when she knows when somebody's sniffing, sniffing around her old man. You know, it's just... I, but the guy's not doing anything about it. I mean, he's just at work. She's whispering in his ear. I mean, what's he supposed to do? P push her to the floor? I mean, it doesn't sound like he's doing anything. Like I that. would I would definitely take her aside and say, you, you know, I'm working with my wife. You're fucking making things very difficult for me at home. I, 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 I think you're great. I, you know, love working with you, but there's nothing that's going to go any further than, than us being, uh, you know, but do you look like then you're making an assumption if she goes, what do you mean go further? I was just whispering who in the ear. I'm, who gives I'm a, a fuck? I'm a touchy person. I'm a the, touchy person. Okay, so then the worst case scenario is she st just stays the fuck away from you because what are you going to – you don't spend – I mean, if you ain't plowing her and, you're, and it's costing you a shot of ass at home, like mm. that – I mean, I don't know about you, but that's a pretty easy one to fucking – at no point should he try to parlay this into a threesome or or, or at least uh No. Okay. Anytime right. th three threesomes are when when a guy wants to have a threesome with another woman, that's just his way of telling his wife I want to cheat with your permission. And there's just no way the the few the few times that I have had threesomes in my life when I was a, a, a younger man um, you're always going to want to fuck the one with the new car smell Axel Rose said that it seems great on paper but somebody always gets pissed off yeah there's, one of them's going to I mean if you've been if you've been with a girl for 17 months and the other one's the first time you're you're you're, you're Breaking the crust, it's like fuck. Uh, should he at any point uh, say, uh, "Do the arch at, at work"? Yeah. When you reach for the forums, do the arch. Unless the two girls go at it first, and you just sit sit back in the you know in a in a, in a chair in the room, and then let them you know, because then a lot of times they, they they may you know find their. Uh, you know, kind of find their groove, and then right, 
then they bring you in and then it's they, they two on one you. That's the only way it ever works. Right, almost like you're the unwitting participant. Like, oh, like, oh, no, oh, okay. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I am the only one with a cack in the room. So, <laughs> Works better than that fucking <laughs> glass thing you've been shoving in her. Um, next letter, uh, Dear Sexy, my husband is six feet six inches tall. My 19-year-old son is taller at six feet seven inches. They both loathe being asked how tall they are. There are times when they are proud of their height and others where they have felt self-conscious because it can be uncomfortable to tower over others. Often the question is asked in the tone that conveys the person perceives them as some kind of freak of nature. They've been told, must have really been really well fed growing up, or the comments are, so glad they never had to pay their food bills. And of course, the assumption is that they played basketball, which they both did. But imagine if they didn't, or if they hated the game. When they, when, I'm sorry, they have had it with these insensitive, intrusive comments. While I, someone of average height, think a commenter may be just trying to make conversation, and height is a respected attribute, it's nonetheless offensive. My son or husband would never ask anyone in retort, how short are you? How much do you weigh? Why do people think questions about how tall someone is? Don't fall into that same category. What's an appropriate response when the person asking makes you out to be some kind of freak? Signed, tall person sympathizer. I thought this might be a good question for you. I don't know why. Uh, it's, that's that's on a case-to-case on a -case basis with me. Now, like if it's a kid, like, wow, you're really tall, you can kind of expect that, right? Well, no, because no, kids aren't. Hopefully, I, I look enough of a prick where somebody's not going to bother me. But uh, nowadays, it just it just said, "My name's Kevin Ash. Google me." When they ask, like, what you do? Hey, do you play basketball? Or yeah, just say, "My name's Kevin Ash. Google me." And then that way, they can have everything they want in front of them. They can they can go fuck off, or. Make you know maybe follow you on fucking Instagram. Who knows? So you don't. So you don't take offense to it, but it's just tiresome. It's got to be tiresome. It is what it is. I've been. I mean, I've been this height since I was fourteen years old. So yeah. Okay. Fifty. I've been fifty years. I've been fucking this big. So for this woman writing for her husband and son. Um, now, when the, when a woman asks their husband or son to put their fucking hand against theirs to do this fucking gimmick, that's the one you got to fucking go, whoa. People come up to you and want to measure your hand? Yeah, girl, some, yeah sometimes the ladies just say, how big is your hand? Oh, because they know. They know. Because the, they say the, the old you, adage, you, right? You take your hand and you put it down like this, and then that's how big your cock's supposed to be from there to there. From... From palm to take, top take, of ring finger down. Okay, so ring, ring finger down for me is right there. So then that's from there up, like from there to the end of my middle finger would be the length okay. Of my so cock. where your ring finger touches, right? Anyone at home listening, bring your ring finger down, find where it lands on your palm, and then measure there up to your middle finger. Yeah, and then your. What about guys like your, your shoe? Your John shoe, Holmes. Your shoe should be your 
crease to your elbow to your wrist. That should be how long your your shoe is. Okay. It's like it's almost like a, a symmetry thing. John, I mean, John Holmes and people like that are just freaks. Right. But I mean, I think ninety nine point seven percent of all men are between five and six point two inches erect. Oh, oh, oh! Well, I feel better about myself. Yeah, it's like if you're set, like there's like you're in the one percentile if you got a seven inch rod or bigger. Very good. See what you learn on this show. We we did Shay's Rebellion. Yeah. We we met we we did some cock measurement and now you know we got the national average on that. We talked and we talked some some CM Punk Collision. We did. We man, we went around the world today. Fuck. And what I'm going to talk about to you now is going to get you more excited than Shiki Baby was because it's rocket money. It's time nice. to get your finances in order, Kevin. Um, this this app is tremendous. It's your friends at Rocket, reliable, uh, experienced financial organization, and they've got Rocket Money. What does this do? This is an app you put on your phone, okay? You can do, do it on the website, but um, they will discover subscriptions that you have forgotten about, okay? You're going to put it on. Um, I just want to tell you this. Do you know what percentage of people don't realize that they are a hundred over 80 percent it's probably a hundred but it is over 80 percent of people have subscriptions they forgot about in this day and age you, ha- you have to plug everything and you're joining everything your your streamers your yeah. your, during, your during, amazon prime during covid everybody in the family fucking you know had had an had a espn a disney plus a hulu it's like right yeah, Twenty five different, you know. Right. And this will root all that out. This is how it works. Okay, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower the bills all in one place. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. Go down the list and there's a button right there. You just hit cancel. If you're watching this, you could see a picture of it on the screen there. Just go down and hit cancel. Okay, Rocket Money will cancel that recurring subscription for you it also helps you manage your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses okay you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off three million people have used rocket money and uh the average person saving up to 720 dollars a year unbelievable stop throwing your money away guys cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nash that is rocketmoney.com slash Nash. Okay? And uh, let us know how you did. Try it for free for 30 days with that special code. Thank you, Rocket Money. Um, we talked earlier about punk, and we mentioned collision in terms of punk. But I want to talk about it just as another wrestling show for them. You know, they're running Wednesdays, doing Dynamite. Now, I guess the roster's gotten big enough, or they feel there's enough creative juice where they can handle another two-hour program. And when you yeah, they've, up- got, they've got a ton of factions. They've got a ton of, like, four- and five-guy factions. 
when you were in WCW, you had Nitro, three hours. You had Thunder. Uh, were you guys still doing WCW Saturday night when you mm-hmm. were there from the, um, what was that called? The goddamn. Uh, we did it from Disney. From the Disney. Okay. So oversaturation. At what point do we get to oversaturation and say it's too much? I, I don't have enough compelling angles to fill this. Well, was that, it too much? I thought I thought the biggest mistake we ever made was when we went to three hours on Nitro. Oh. Right. That's I you know what? Yeah, that's right. There was that, that shift from two to three. You know, and then, then from there then we went you know, we added fucking thunder, which was just Now the thunder was for the lesser profile angles right but you had to you had to put you had to put you know people on that would would you had to have yeah yeah, you had to have somebody at the quarter hours that was going to draw or do a number so um you also had a similar situation with wwe right because you had smackdown raw sunday night heat which those were all the the sunday night heats and some of those were kind of because those were a lot of those were taped like during, you know, other shows. I think they did. I think they did Heat during Raw, the hour before, and then there was Velocity. Was the Saturday show, wasn't it? Yeah, was it called Velocity? And that that was taped before the SmackDown. So that's four fucking shows a week. I mean, the business was different. I mean, we, the show was drawing ratings. I mean, we've done covered that on the air here. What Nitro and Raw were doing, but but you <clears throat> you look true. at it you, you look at it and um, we were live every week with Nitro where they like when the finger poke of doom like we knew that uh, uh, Eric knew that Foley was going to go over so he you know told the world that Foley was going to go over on WWE TV he was going to win the title yeah game. yeah so. But if there's last minute changes, like I guess that didn't happen as much in WWE. It was a much more controlled environment. I guess Vince had a handle on everybody. But you've talked about it here. The the doesn't work for me, brother, forty five minutes before the show goes on. It's not just Nitro that gets fucked. Because you've got you're planned out what, two weeks? At least. Like soft, soft, like a soft two weeks, but that second, that second nitro, pretty much has to follow that first one. But isn't like thunder in the can already? Thunder's in the can. So, so if somebody gets hurt on Monday, you're fucked because they're showing up on, they're showing up on Tuesday. On television, yeah. Unless you're gonna cut it and put put a package or. It, it, Put it this way: It's like having a 15-inch cock. It might look fucking. I hate it. It might look. It might look good on paper, but I promise you, you're only getting. You're only getting fucking set, six in. Set, set seven and a half if you got her propped up on a liberator. Oh. I mean, now, one, I, I don't one, mean one, to. One, once you fucking hit their cervix, I mean, there's nowhere else to go. Fuck. That's it. I um, 
I don't mean to suggest that AEW is necessarily at this point yet, but it's a discussion that has to be had. How much can my additional TV support my product? So they clearly feel it can. Two hours on Saturday. It's not going to be anything different. It's just going to be additional wrestling. More of the roster can expand a little, maybe higher. Add to the roster. And my, my answer is always the same as, a really adult orientated show with fucking at least FX quality sex and stream it for five ninety nine a month, whatever, just to throw another hour out there and have a just a, a, a show that's just Well you've talked about using like a Friday night slot. Yeah. I've always wanted to, I wanted raw to be raw. I didn't want Raw to be contrived. But this is, this, the AEW product is like, now, okay, still here, here we go. Here's a perfect example. So Raw starts off and Brock attacks Cody and beats mm-hmm. the fuck out of him and then takes a uh, empty uh, beer keg and smashes his arm against a steel uh, corrugated door. So, Cody comes down, I don't know, maybe an hour into the show. I'm sure it was an hour into the show. I'm sure it was at a, at a, at a commercial break close to it. And, you know, Brock's, not, Brock's down there, and he comes down, and he's got no shirt on. He's got a sling on, ice bags, and a towel wrapped around him. And he goes down there, and he's going to, you know, he's going to take Brock on, and he slings off the fucking... Uh, slings off the sling, throws throws down the ice, and I have no idea what it's called. It's uh, some kind of an arm fucking gimmick. Did you, we, Steve? Do you know what he put him in? He put him in one like a some kind of an. It's it's like a fucking break your Camora, yeah, Camora arm bar. So. Uh, he puts him in a Kimura, and the thing is that fucking Brock does it so fucking fast and so effortless that you know that in a shoot he could do that every single fucking time that Cody got in the ring. Like, it was that evident. And I just said to myself, like, fuck. Like, they they continue they continue to expose um, Cody in these uh, situations where it just I'm sorry man he was a he was a you know he was a good high school wrestler you know that's that's not fucking it's not an NCAA champion and it's not a UFC champion like that's Lesnar is fucking, it just. Well, at a certain point, too, I mean, you always want to create a monster, right? Even if not someone as legitimate as Brock, you want to give the impression that this guy's an unstoppable force, which can work against you, too, because there's only so many people that you could put up against that unstoppable force without devaluing your baby face. Right, I mean, yeah, and the thing is, now it it will be the 
I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia with an injured arm and wrestle you or bad ribs, whatever he had last time he wrestled him. And it's always this thing where who the fuck is medically clearing these guys? Well, there has to be. Well, it's a word. A staff. Oh, you t- oh, you mean it, it, just in, for the angle? For the angle. I don't think anybody even thinks about that. Ex- it, exactly. Right, and that's what's wrong. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with it. So I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get my arm smashed with a fucking giant keg of beer. And I'm going to sell it like I'm on fire. But then I'm going to fucking gather my, I'm going to gather my shit. But I'm 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 gonna come down to the ring, and I'm gonna let that motherfucker know that motherfucker, you hurt me so bad that I'm gonna sling with ice. But I'm gonna get into here with some fucking street shoes on, and I'm gonna take this fucking sling and this ice off, and we're gonna go, and then fucking before you can fucking say Kimura, fucking my Sharon is playing in the background, and you're like. What are you doing? Like you, you couldn't fucking. If he came down there with fucking Indiana Jones's bullwhip, I'd be like, "You hit Brock one. T- Brock will catch the end of that and pull you into a fucking headbutt." It's like, I just. If you were contacted by AEW as a consultant or some whatever role they want your wisdom what would you tell them having worked in two companies that had a ton of tv time and i think suffered from that what would you tell them to keep in mind if they're going to pursue expansion biggest problem AEW has is they don't run house shows and their talent doesn't get enough ring time that's their biggest problem. Like that Jade Cardell, that, that who she's like undefeated, and she's, I think, the TBS champion. She's got an amazing look, but if, 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 if it was my company and she was my prospect, I would have her twice a week as part of her deal somewhere at a Gracie jiu-jitsu place learning how to be a fucking legitimate jiu-jitsu fucking artist to whereas because then that way there she's just a machine she becomes Brock she's not improving her offense isn't improving her punches aren't improving because she doesn't get enough ring time so what you have to do is you have to expand her horizons and make her even more formidable by giving her an actual fucking mixed martial arts skill. And it, Does the house show model not work anymore? Like, would you avoid it? Or can can they start doing house no, shows? No, I, I, or is I it think just you, too much? I, th- I, think you ha- I, I think you have to. Even to, if for no other reason, from a training standpoint Absolutely. and an experience standpoint. Absolutely. You've got, I mean, either that or you've got to build a fucking facility with six or seven rings 
and you've got to rotate people in there, and they've got it's you know. So what am I looking at here, Steve? Are these house shows? Zoom in there. What, what am I looking? This is. These are dates. Let's see here. Okay, so these are not uh, these are not tapings. I'm looking at house I'm rules second. tours. Okay. <clears throat> what are the dates though? June second, June third. How often do they run? So, t so two <clears throat> days that week. We got. 27th, 28th. Okay, so uh, th three shots a week am I looking at, right? TV and then two houses. Is that the formula? Which is fine, except it, it, you don't have... A, I'd like to see the actual... They have their whole roster on the card. You know, okay, so Orange Cassidy will be in Huntsville, it looks like. Darby will be in Tupelo, and is that Adam in the front with Daniels and that? It's so small on my screen, I can't see. Yeah, it's sad. It, 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 that's the whole thing is okay. So yeah, e each one of these, each one of these people are going to go to one show. So they're going to get they're, they're going to, and they're going to get a they'll get a house show in. Hopefully, with the person that they're going to work TV again, so they can get a run through. But um, it is what it is, and that also increases the chance of fucking because their style is so. Um, I'll just use the term reckless. You know, I mean, how many times can Sammy Gazzaro? Fucking do a, a, a 55 gainer and hit a guy perfectly going through a table or a, a ladder or before he fucking misses and right, you know, like they're they, they, they so their style is is fucking is is they're not very regular. I'm looking at the schedule here and it's 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 a lot of TVs, but uh, the very infrequent house shows. But so to your point, so get, get them in the ring as much as possible. Oh, just get them. Even if it was a like, a, 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 the NFL is 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 realized, man, that they can't fucking you know the the old days. They, you know, they they play Sunday. They 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 get up uh, Monday morning and everybody jog around and break a sweat to see fucking you know who was hurt and who wasn't hurt because a lot of times you know until you fucking the next day and then you start the treatment. And then by fucking, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you were in pads. And that, that shit don't go anymore. Mm. The motherfucking receivers don't even wear pads while they play in the games anymore. <laughs> Barely, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to the cup? When did the, when did the cup stop being part of the fucking... I'm sorry, man. Is it I'm, not? No. Nobody wears a fucking cup. Everybody's out there with a fucking anti-chic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Because it probably looks like a fucking a bunch of looks like a bunch of thumb wrestlers out there. They're not. I mean, you know, you remember I wore one in Pop Warner, and, and it, it. I guess it it hinders your speed, right? I guess is the reason they don't want to wear them. 
Well, not. I mean, but Getting mixed martial, mixed martial, mixed martial arts guys wear that fucking cup that cuts in and contours, where it just kind of covers your cock and balls. Mm-hmm. You know, be a good question for uh, for an NFL player. Where did the cup go, and how do you protect yourself? Well, I I think that what happened was, you know, they always had those holes in the cup. Mm-hmm. For ventilation, I think yeah. a lot. And I think a lot of guys thought that it was actually a cup. And they thought, "Well, this is fucking nonsense. It doesn't even hold water." Right. It's going right fuck. through when yeah. I try to drink. Yeah. yeah Somebody just to- tossing this in the trash. Amazing. Amazing, Bubba. So, um, <clears throat> I- I'm wearing a cup right now. Say, well, you know, you might take a. Sh- you, know, you never know, you man. Might drop that colostrum bottle on you. That thing probably weighs a good four or five pounds itself. Um, so, but but anything about TV? Uh, get your point. Training, being in the ring as as often as possible. But but about writing additional television. Is there anything they should avoid? Are there are there any hard learned lessons from you? Like, how do you know that you've got enough? storylines to sustain four hours as opposed to two? Or are you just going to add to the roster? Do you have to go out and start building it up? I, I, I think that what you have to do is you have to really make a longer-term plan. You know those cinematic matches that that they were, you know, that they started doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were um, those could be used. You know, I think that those are kind of cool. So you'd vary the look, yeah, of the product. Yeah, because the only thing that looked different between Thunder and Nitro, I mean, the promos were still. Same style, shot the same way, yeah, the in-ring action. The, the background was shitty. It was, the lighting always seemed a little bit off. Of course, oh, the, thunder as opposed yeah, to nitro. The energy was down because it was a tape show and the guys weren't working. You know, it's it, it's completely different when you work without a net. You know, when you when you're live and you're working without a net. Or if you fuck up and they can, you know, and you know that, that that if you fuck up, they can go in there and, and edit the, the, the fuck up. So there's a tangible difference in the energy of the performers. Absolutely. Live, for a live show? Fuck yeah. Interesting. See how many people fucking know their lines on a movie set if it's Clint Eastwood and he says we're doing one take. See if you see how many guys could show up on set, fucking going to Babylon. Ba 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 ba. Nah, I don't think so. No, they get tight real quick. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll be interesting to see. Listen, eh, it's it's always great when there's more options, when there are more oh, yeah. products. Um, it's obviously well run. Um, you can't have only one soft drink, so. Expansion's exciting. What what is making this fucking noise on my thing here? Is it that? Yeah, I think it's that. Um, I, I'm looking over in our side notes here. Yes. And in 
1860, on the eve of the Civil War, 44% of Florida's 140,400 residents were slaves. Half the state. Yep. But I didn't say that because I wouldn't want that. DeSantis calls that the good old days. Yeah, right. Fucking weird state you got down there, man. When, when's the when's the permit? When's the uh, carry permit go away? J- July. July first. July first. Well, I'll probably be down there too. Christmas. I'll fucking I'll, I'll, I'll give you a fucking little five five shot thirty eight Smith and Wesson with a with a hot load in it. Fucking something. Put some little mercury in the tip. Well, I told you since last time I was down there, no more hot loads. <laughs> but um, but I'll take something I can I can easily conceal on my ankle. Not that fucking monster you got in your studio. There. Holy fuck! Um, that's just a, that's just a fucking if, if somebody is out in front of your house and in, in body armor, it's just fucking go right through them. Um, well, guys, just uh, be safe down there. Our friends in Florida. Look, there are good people that live in Florida. I love to. I love to rib Florida, but um, you know what? Different parts of Florida, and, uh, and the thing is, too, man. To yeah, it's there's the beaches. Yeah, and, and then there's the, the there's the intercoastals, and then there's that five mile buffer inward. And then after that, fuck it, man. You just have to realize you're in Mississippi. Yeah, and unfortunately, population-wise, it's it's significant. It's significant enough that we can make the goddamn jokes. Um, listen, if you do carry a piece, God, I can't believe there's gonna be guns everywhere. If you do decide to carry a piece, don't drink or get high or anything while you do it. Do it responsibly. Treat it like uh, your automobile. But if you're home and you're not planning on going out and you want to feel good. Let's call this the high spot of the show. Maybe we'll call it a high spot. High spot. Get blitzed. Get blitzed. It's brought to you by our guy, Mickey Ray Sinatra, and his Get Blitzed Lit Aid. That's right. This is nano-infused Delta 9 THC sipping syrup added to your beverage of choice. And just uh, amp up the effects. Kevin and some of my buddies, of course, have tried the Delta Nine, the Delta Nine sip and syrup, and this is some super potent stuff. Okay, it's like THC on steroids. It's a syrup, and you mix it in any beverage, like a tea or a white soda. That's the best. Sprite, Sprite, exactly a white soda. Sprite, yeah, Sprite or Seven Up are by far the best. And. Um, with as little as a teaspoon, it's a fast onset, like five to fifteen minutes. I know some of these like gummies and stuff. You got to wait a long time. Nah. Not the case. Um, nah, this is like a proctologist. Boom, it's on going you. right in, going <laughs> right on, in. It's on you. It nano infused. What that means is that it goes right into your bloodstream. It by it uh, it uh, bypasses the breakdown in the liver, so it works like alcohol, and it's a tolerance killer. This is no gas station Delta 8 bullshit. This is the real deal. THC Delta 9, bitches. The THC you get from marijuana. If you're in Maryland, you can visit a stay-lit smoke shop. But for the rest of us, it's legal to ship from the Get Blitzed website to all 50 states without a med card as long as you're over 21. 
And right now, you can save 15% by entering the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, at checkout. Go get, um, go to get-blitzed.com. So it's get-blitzed.com. Um, and uh, that's the Delta 9 THC Sip and Syrup Lit Aid that you're looking for, okay? Go to Get Blitz. Don't forget to use that promo code, code KLIQ and save your 15%. I think I'm, I'm going to do a little fucking, a little, little, little nano. You can do a little sipping when you get home? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'll have to stop by the 7 Eleven to get me a diet spray. Watch, watch the end of that fucking uh, heat Conor game. McGregor? No, heat game. No. I still have to do the Conor McGregor. Hashtag Ask Nash is how you're going to do this. Uh, if you would like to ask Kevin Nash a question, he doesn't talk to many people. People come to me. I guess I'm more accessible. And they say, hey, we want Kev on this podcast. This podcast's got... 500,000 subscribers. Get him on here. And Kev says, you want to talk to me? You do it on my podcast. But you get that opportunity by going to hashtag AskNash. Cheddar Express. I've been a lifelong wrestling fan and recently started as an assistant and a runner for a local Michigan promotion. My question is, my roommate is a 22-year-old autistic guy and is struggling to get into love love he says or understanding the business um but is friends with the boys do you have any advice to us in helping him understand the difference between fake and performance can you just give me a sound bite to help him understand what do you think he means between fake and performance uh, the work style like I, number one, I have no no idea where this kid is on the spectrum. That's true too. It's, it's you know, it's it's, it's 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 impossible. You know, if he's if he thinks Santa Claus is real, it's going to be very hard for for him to understand that these guys don't dislike each other when they go to the ring. So it's the third reference to Santa Claus tonight. Just wondering if any significance to this. Yeah. Um, so that's true. So you'd have to know um, how to, uh, how much you'd have to explain to him. Yeah, and if I, you even yeah, could. Yeah. August the marks the August marks the motivator says: Is it common for wrestlers to use backstage lingo at home with your family? Great question. I ask because I currently do this, and my wife talks about me shooting a promo when I'm angry. Brilliant. It's cutting a promo. Cutting a promo, he said shooting. But, you know. That's right. She's trying. The wife's trying. Yeah. My son knew. My son knew what gimmick was when he was three. Gimmick has crept into my wife a, a little bit. Um, that's about as far as it goes. My wife. Um, my wife will say, "Are you working me?" My wife will say, "Are you ribbing me?" Um. Will she ask you if it's a shoot? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, she's, she's, she's. Does she call your erections a high spot yet? Like, cause. No, no, because we, 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 she knows that it's all up to the cameraman. Um, 
uh, Bill Alfonso. Might have told us on the air already. Fuck it, I'll tell it again. Uh, in in Todd's book, uh, he talks about they pulled into a Waffle House one time, and the lot was kind of full. And Alfonso goes, "I drew a big house here tonight." <laughs> Fucking guys in the business. It's brilliant. oh yeah. We always used to say that. The restaurant drew a good house. Yeah, we go to go to, go to an Outbacker. Jesus Christ, like a house. If I got a house in this place tonight, that's fantastic. How about some questions from our live studio audience that you can be a part of? Blooming onions drawn, man. <laughs> Blooming onions, fucking the main event tonight. Fuck yeah. David Kevin, during your WCW run, did you guys pay any attention to ECW and what they had going on there? Uh, if so, what was the overall vibe and thoughts on what they were doing? I, I mean, I've, I've used to watch it when I came down here into TVs, like when we did the the Saturday Night Live. It was it was on real late on Sunshine. Sunshine, that's right. That was. Well, I didn't I didn't see it in Arizona. Um, didn't you know? Didn't see a lot of it, but you know, that was one of the deals that bankrupted them. They went to Sunshine in Florida and MSG in New York. Yeah, and we're paying three thousand dollars a week each. That's like when they had they they had me for a while on on that show Rivals, and um, they would just like we would do like eight shows and they'd be like you know Batista versus Triple H the rival. Well, I was working for the other company at the time, so I didn't I didn't I didn't see a fucking bit of it. So I'd have to sit there at home and watch YouTube's and write notes and. Like fuck this, man! It's too much like fucking work. It feels like work. If the yeah, it wasn't twenty five grand. I don't think it's getting done. Yeah, fuck! It felt way too much like work. Uh, um, all right. What else from the audience? We got anything else from the audience before I go to my uh, ask and hashtag ask Nash Jen Vargo? The new HBO Max gimmick was a pain in the ass to download today. But got it after three tries. Good luck. Oh, that's right. They rebranded today. What? So, I read what, this was coming, and I. And what, won't you be able to like on my bra, on my Bravio? I should be able just to go across and instead of HBO Max, it just should say Max. It should say Max, but it sounds like Jen is saying she had to download something new entirely. Which let me open my app right now and see what the fuck happens. Um. Yeah, download. You got to switch over everything and put in your passwords again. Oh, like I know my passwords. Who your provider is. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Wait, take care of your customer. Everybody. HBO. Everybody. Your customer first. Me first. You should spend some extra time in development. Hire your code monkeys. Hire extra code monkeys. To make it a seamless transition when Kevin goes home and pushes HBO Max button on his Bravia, bink, it becomes Max and he's signed in. You can do it. Might take a little extra work. Don't inconvenience me. Yeah, because I'll drop your shit. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah, like you're going to drop fucking HBO, right? No, I have to watch the rest of Succession. I'm two exactly. episodes behind. Um, uh, Mem Shannon... Hey, guys, been a fan since the kayfabe commentary days. Kevin says you have to love wrestling to make it. When did Kevin fall in love with wrestling? Was it performing, the boys, or something else? Thanks for all you both do. 
Kevin fell in love with the business of wrestling, didn't he? Yeah. But if they, I mean, that's in everything. That's in, in I mean, the, the performance. The you know, when you first start, I it, you, you have to bust your ass. You have to pay attention. You have to fucking put effort out. You don't just you know, you don't just get better because you want to get better. You get better because you fucking strive to get better, and you learn and you listen and you watch and. Yeah. When you guys rode together, you and Paul and Sean and Scott were in the car. When you would talk the business. Which was 90% of the time. Right. But Scott would say, guys, yeah, no fucking wrestling. No more, no more fucking, no more talking to business. Oh, by the, the 30 seconds later. <laughs> oh, by the way. Scott. Oh, by the way, fucking, did you hear we can't use the ladders as a weapon in SummerSlam? But what you guys talked about, would you talk about um, each other's work? Or was it like the company in general? No, we, we were more, uh, we always watched each other's shit. Like, if we weren't working against each other, but if we were, like, for a long time, it was me, Sean, and Scott, uh, Sean Michaels, in, in, in a three-way, like either Sean was working Scott and I was on the outside or I was working Scott and Sean right. was on the So that was, and we were in, in, in the car almost, like the three of us would be in like a fucking Mitsubishi Diamante and we would just, I mean, pick it the fuck apart. And, you know, say, you know, right there instead of that fucking, you know, that crossbody you know, off the top is great, but man, if you fucking rolled through, you'd get another false right there. You know, like it was just, you know, always just fine tuning, fine tuning, fine tuning. So, yeah. Uh, RG, love the show, guys. What are some of the best Daytona Beach restaurants? Steaks, Hyde Park, um, Italian is the cellar. Uh, now, little, where, where is this? This is all in Daytona Beach yeah, this is proper? Da proper, or? yeah. Daytona, uh, the cellar is President Harding's summer home, and it's in, the, it's in the cellar of his house. You're kidding. No. You never told me that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's bad as fuck. And they, got, they also have a, an atrium outside, but it doesn't have the appeal of the downstairs. It's a real small, maybe... Maybe holds thirty people. Is it a, a palatial estate? No, it's just a chill little, you know. Okay. Um, what about where's the garlic? The garlic's a new Smyrna. Okay. I, I I've been there a couple of times. I mean, I go to New Smyrna, but like I like to have a couple glasses of wine, and I'm not going to take a chance if I can. Yeah. Oh, driving that for yeah. Me. No, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drive. Fucking. What's that treehouse restaurant that's over there too? It's near the garlic. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't go to New Smyrna. No. Peasants like me. No, I mean it's just it's just. Uh, I go sushi to, in Ormond by the bridge. Good place. What's it called? Uh, don't go. I go to Ronan. Okay. Anything Millie's Daytona? Millie's is really good in Daytona Beach Shores. It's a little small, uh, caught fresh to table. Like last night, I went there by myself and had a 
Flounder Franchise salad. It's fucking nice. delicious. All right, the cellar, Millie's, and then Hyde Park for a good steak. I can attest to the Hyde Park. Um, audience, what else you got, guys? I know here this is one of the benefits of being in the live audience. Dodds666. Does Sean ever plan to do any more you shoots? Maybe repeat guests. Oh, that's me. Um, um, I, I, you know, for now, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it lives where it is. It's like the Eagles music, you know, it's, it's got its place in wrestling history and, um, but you're not saying till hell freezes over. Not, I'm not doing the, uh, the Don Henley. Correct. But, um, someone posted the other day, they're like, dude, you should do like a 20-year reunion, every guest that's ever been on KC. Do, I'm like, who's fucking paying for that? You can do it. I'll show up. Pay me. I'll, I'll announce. Right, brother. The fucking envelope's a little light. A little light. Um, what I'm else gonna, we got I'm, here? I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm closing out with the shades on just to see if it's a, a good look. I would do it. I'd do it for the whole show. To be honest with you, I don't see why you don't. Let's do a sunglass show next week. Right, bring bring we'll your finest shades. All right, we'll, do that. we'll rock them next week. Anyone else in the house? I want to make sure I get all of our people here. James Bedford, speaking of taped shows, having the buffer of promo move botches being able to be removed and redone. Have you ever seen Hogan's SmackDown promo botch against Vince? One of my all-time all favorites. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look for it. We can play it as a as a stiff one if it's worthy, but that's a that's an important point there too. You talked about everybody's like promo game having to be on point, um, but what, you didn't even for tape shows do retapes of like a backstage promo you could show yeah. ten times, but anything in the ring you're not going to do that again because the no. live audience is going to yawn through it. I remember one time we were I think we were in the Boston Gardens and. Stone Cold was coming out, and he was supposed to shoot this gun that had a net, and it was supposed to entangle Scott and I. And we did it four fucking times in front of the live crowd of us walking down the ramp and him coming up behind us and this fucking net thing just going poof. It was like, fuck. Finally, it was like it came at us, and we kind of ran into it, like, <laughs> like Bella Lugosi in the octopus scene, yeah, wood wrapping it around. Exactly, fucking brutal. There we go. Are we getting a strike now because this fucking WWE video? Oh, oh, he got you, Kev. That was you. That was you trying to run away, I guess. Yeah, crawl away. All right, you can take that off before the fucking YouTube's in. Uh, Nerdy for life, seventy nine. Always enjoy watching the podcast. Working from home. Question for Kev: Rewatching WCW from early nineteen ninety eight. Looks like you were having fun working the angle with Paul the Giant White throwing quote unquote coffee in his face. Any stories from that time? Oh, just fuck, you know, just just fun. He was a good one. 
I, I, I've always liked Paul. Yeah, I remember one time I jumped over the top rope to, to like planche on him, and I caught my toe, and that motherfucker man just—he snatched me like. Oh, uh, nice. Like, yeah, he 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 caught me, man. It was just like, I'm thinking, how the fuck am I not gonna get fucked up? He got me. Wow. Scooped me up in the warning track. Well, you should know better to do a plancha, for God's sake. That's yeah, the well, first thing. What are you, you were on that night. What's a motherfucker to do? Altair, there's something in wrestling I'm dying to know. How do Asuka and the Great Muda do the Green Mist? Well, I don't know about Asuka, but I know Muda's was. Back in those days, I think, don't they use a condom? Um, yes, that's what I hear. Um, food coloring was yeah. Muda. Food coloring. Uh, well, no, food, you know what? Food coloring was Kabuki. I'm not sure about Muda. Muda's was the green mist, though. Right, but I mean, I don't know if he used fucking scope or something, but I, I know, I think Kabuki's, if I recall. No, because I think, I think, I think Muda's, Muda's stuck. I think it was, it was the same thing. It was the food coloring? Yeah, because you, you can get that shit off the mat. You're not washing that off. No. Your clothing. Unless you wore leather like Kevin and then you just wipe it off. Oh, well, what more to say? I mean, green mist. Uh, and I, I just want to. Shay's Rebellion. Just that fucking rot down with that when that net hit me. I mean, you couldn't have went down any slower if you were Mr. Fuji. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite a moment. I didn't recall that. Oh, but, uh, fuck. After the, you know what? It was one of those things like by the time we finally got it, I was so over it. I was just like, what What the fuck ever? Just collapse. Just crumble. It was like when they kept trying to drop blood on me with that new blood gimmick at WCW. Yes, and only missed you by about four feet. Yeah, they, they fucking they drop it in Arkansas, and I was in fucking Cleveland. I'd be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> missed it by just a little bit. But you didn't learn your lesson from the net. You should have thrown yourself over into the blood. Yeah. Charge I mean, the blood. Well, if they would have dropped it four times in a night, I would have. Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat. Producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver. Can, we, can we say something? Tristan Nash. <laughs> At no time were there any optics or fucking the word Biden used. In this episode. <laughs> this right. episode. Uh, we'll see that reflected in the ratings. Copyright 2023 for Sundance Media. Kevin, are you doing another one? Yes, sir. Very good. Join us. Peace.